Anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profit. I know words, I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Peddling Fiction. You know me, I am your host, the voice and soul of so-called fiction, and your fearless leader, Johnny Profita. And back with me, looking cold in a Packers sweatshirt, of all things. I think he just does that to piss me off, because he knows I'm a Bears fan. (laughs) Even though I'm not that big of a Bears fan anymore, but is Justin Hill, Billy Boy Campbell. What's up, man? I was actually thinking about it before we started. I was like, damn it, I got my Packers uh, hoodie on again. <laughs> what it actually is, is everything was covered in a nice sheet of ice today, and it was about 25 degrees and fucking miserable. And this is the warmest hoodie that I have, so it just happens to be the one that I'm wearing. You you always want to record on cold days, and so here we are. <laughs> Yeah, name a, a cold day, uh, name a day that isn't cold from January through <laughs> through March in the Midwest. Yeah, very uh, true. Yeah, I saw that it was like nine degrees or something in Chicago today. Not missing that at all. I've just moved to a, a new location, well, a higher location <laughs> up in the uh, the penthouse of the the building that I've been living in. So moving on up. But the uh, yeah, these ice storms, I guess there's a big one hitting Dallas right now because uh, a friend of mine's going to get stranded there. He needs to go get his passport renewed in Arizona. That was the only place you could get an appointment over the last like year. It's been impossible for people to get um, passport uh, renewal appointments. They're still struggling with it. During COVID, it was a huge thing, and uh, apparently it's still going on. Dallas didn't have any appointments, and so he's trying to get over to Arizona by tomorrow, and everything's closed. No flights going out of there. So, yeah, fuck that weather, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's been it's pretty pretty nasty, and it's uh, and it's been pretty across the board too. I think just about everybody got got it, at the, you know, to some extent. I have seen that from several people in Texas that they're having extremely cold weather and some ice and stuff, and. Uh, it's yeah, pretty pretty gnarly. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure it's because of climate change or something. Well, never, a lot of things are. You know, yeah. Never mind that it's January. Yeah, right. Like, isn't it supposed to be cold in January? And if it was hotter, they'd be complaining about that. Uh, yeah, it's it's 79 here. Feels like 83. Little little chilly, if you ask me. But it's did, okay. Did we talk about it before that? Um, the reason that they changed it from calling it global warming to calling it climate change is because polling was finding that the general public sentiment towards global warming was that that was actually a good thing because everybody hates winter. So generally speaking, global warming was not uh, was not 
considered a bad thing. So they had to change it to climate change because climate change uh, gets a, a more negative response from the general public than global warming does. Yeah, they did some some great market research there. Yeah, Dude, the, the whole thing is just absolutely ridiculous. I was actually, I was listening to uh, Jordan Peterson was on, uh, what's his name? <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> Joe Rogan. He was on Joe Rogan, um, I don't know, a day or so ago. And I started, I didn't, haven't finished the whole thing, but they started talking about that because I guess a bunch of people put in like formal complaints with Canada's board of licensing for whatever. And he might get his um, psychology license revoked. And like some of the complaints are just like his stance on climate change or something. It's it's all so ridiculous. But they they started to get into like some of the the nuance of the the climate change arguments, and it's just like you cannot have a nuanced conversation with any of these people on climate change or uh, politics, economics. Not like it's impossible to talk to them. Just about anything because they're so religious. It's just dogma for them. And and they will just repeat whatever they've been trained to repeat. And what I find so funny about it is these are the people that when they get on their friendly stations, you know, when they're on like CNN or MSNBC or something like that, they're always talking about how we need to have a national conversation about this, a national conversation about that. And when you actually try to have a conversation with them, you get the the joy uh, the joy read treatment. We're <laughs> just like, nope, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. <laughs> just like, no, no, no. Uh, let's 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 talk about this. But like climate change, for instance, is such a complicated issue. But they don't want to have issues that are complicated or that have you, you know you actually have to hash it out. You have to talk about things. They want something that fits on a bumper sticker. So it's climate change. It's, you know, uh, CO2 levels is the only thing that we should be talking about. Carbon dioxide is, is bad. And, uh, carbon dioxide, right? <laughs> carbon dioxide is bad. And so, yeah, we're against emissions. And that's the end of it, as if that's the only issue and nothing else matters when it comes to climate. Like this really complex ecosystem that nobody really fully understands we've only been studying properly for a couple hundred years maybe if that i I don't know man it's just so funny to watch these people try to have arguments but really say nothing but repeat bumper sticker platitudes and and think that they have the, the the moral and intellectual high ground on everything what have you seen the things where they'll do like um like coring at the at the polar ice caps and they'll drill like way down and they'll pull out a, a huge like sample basically like a giant tube of ice mm-hmm. and and they can track it over like literally thousands of years and you can see years where the ice is thicker and then years where the ice layer builds thinner where it's like where the weather and the climate has been literally changing for thousands and thousands of years like it, this these are things that just normally happen but we're not allowed to talk about that we can only look at what's happened over the last 50 years and and even that has largely been debunked by people who are actually willing to to talk about the truth of some of that stuff and not just push uh, whatever the the current wef talking points are around climate change which that's a similar thing that's going on in the medical field talking about jordan peterson losing his license in california they recently passed a bill that will 
it's a medical disinformation act type of a thing where effectively if you're a doctor in the state of california and you will not go with verbatim whatever the cdc and the fda are saying then you could end up going before this misinformation board and losing your license just yeah. just because you like it doesn't and it doesn't matter what your evidence is it doesn't matter if you have research and data to back that if you are going against the cdc and the fda then it is medical misinformation and this board can strip you of your license yeah uh, and there's nothing more just orwellian and frightening than something like that first of all a misinformation board second of all you have to not only agree with this established opinion but you have to tell it to everybody no matter what like you cannot disagree with whatever the orders from your wise overlords in Washington are. And it's just amazing to me that people are on board with this. It goes to show you how bad, like just how far gone such a large portion of the population is. I, I mean, like imagine if it was Donald Trump's White House and his um, WHO and all the like, whatever, like everything gets attributed to whoever the president is at the time because it was his vaccine. Um, you know, Joe Biden didn't want to take it. But after Joe Biden got in there, he, he, you know, he clearly tweaked the formula a little bit, made it a real vaccine, and then he was all into it. Dude, it's like, imagine if those people, if Donald Trump got up there and he's like, your doctor has to tell you this now. Or, or I'll strip them of the, their license. The, they would be up in arms. They'd be rioting in the uh, peacefully um, protesting in the streets by burning things down. But Look, all of a sudden, a pediatrician, it, there's a pediatrician around somewhere in Oregon. I, I want to say it was Portland, but I, I I feel like Portland's cliche, and that's just the place that everything happens. But there was a pediatrician somewhere in Oregon that recently lost his license for nothing more than the fact that. Whenever parents were coming in to get their children vaccinated and stuff, he would he would give them pamphlets and full packets like this is everything that we have. This is all of the information. This is all of the data. This are all of the known side effects that we know, that we have of this stuff. Like This is everything you need to know about these vaccines. If you want to get your kids the vaccines, I will do it. And if you don't want to get them the vaccines, I won't. It's entirely up to you. Here's all of the evidence. You make your decision. Lost his license for that, for presenting for evidence. Doing exactly what you're patients. supposed to do. It's, dude, we are living in a fucking clown world. It's it's incredible. I, I can't believe that people are so um, indoctrinated that they don't even want you to be able to make your own decision. They have to make it for you. And they're not even the ones coming up with the idea that you're supposed to do. They're being told by some politician somewhere or some bureaucrat said to do this. Fauci got on TV, said do that. Then they parrot that to you. And if you disagree with it, yeah, you, no, you can't disagree with it. Not only does it make you wrong and just a bad person overall, but now you're endangering the lives of everybody else and blah, 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 blah. It, it is just it's almost unbelievable. If I wasn't witnessing the insanity before my eyes, 
I, I wouldn't have believed it. You know, like reading a book like 1984 or something like that, it seemed so far-fetched at the time. Oh, that would never happen here because we're so highly intelligent and we believe in science and all this. And it's like, oh, no, no, no. We are, we are programmable like fucking lemmings. And it's, they have done an unbelievable job of manipulating people. And it, it's no accident that they want kids in these government schools. But don't they have something before preschool now? There's like some like pre preschool. They want them at like age three. I don't know. I don't... Yeah. Yeah. They're trying to get these kids like immediately. They don't want they don't uh, want homeschooling. They don't want like intact families or anything like that. Every if you look at every policy they have, it's designed to um, isolate people, make them dependent, like literally everything. And they frame it in a way where it's in your best interest. They're looking out for you. I mean, even if you just take something like social security, I know we're jumping around topics a lot. I think it's going to be kind of one of those days, you know, social security, think of just, you know, I know I've railed on this a bunch of times on this podcast, but just think of the mentality that that is um that's built into that right like you're not responsible enough to save for your future you have to uh, the government has to step in and forcefully take money from you from every paycheck you've ever earned your entire fucking life from age 15 to 65 and then if you make it to 65 and you retire then you get your money oh well can i have all my money at once no 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 you have to come back with hat in hand every month and we will give you just enough to make it to the next month. And then you come back to us and it's like a fucking pimp with his horse. He gives you just enough to fucking get by. So you keep coming back. And that's the that's the security blanket so we can live our golden years in dignity. That's it. How, how is it? What's dignified about that? But that's that's how they frame it. And that's the entire system was designed to get you to that age so that you can go to the government hat in hand and beg for some of your money back every month. And by the way, they can change how much they give you and they can change the age at which you can get it and all that other stuff that we've been over over and over again on this podcast. But it's like they get you in these government schools from a very young age. And they teach you all the evils of um, freedom, uh, entrepreneurship, free market economics, everything that would actually allow you to um, take care of yourself and be successful and happy and and live a, a life that I think most people would prefer if they actually knew how to do it and, and knew how things worked. And, and they just completely um, eradicate that mentality from people. The, the whole school system is designed to, you know, to foster conformity and um, punish creativity and free thinking. And it's it just, I don't know, man, I, I get so I, depressed I don't when I think the, about this. I don't remember who the quote came from, but somebody was quoted as saying that if, uh, which this is kind of the goal too, is to get children in school, like literally as soon as they're born. If you had an entire generation that was learning to walk because they were in school, then like within or if you if kids were learning to walk in school instead of at home with their parents, then within a generation, people would think that the only way kids learned how to walk was by was by being taught. In school. Of course. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. 
And it's like, yeah, well, you know, it's the great uh, Harry Brown quote, you know, they break your legs, they hand you some crutches and they say, see, you know, if it wasn't for us, you wouldn't be able to walk anymore. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that and and there's a reason they want that. I mean, they they have nothing without us. I mean, we're seeing it right now. They're they're completely broke. I, I love when people talk about how, oh, you know, the government needs to provide this for free and provide that for free, and we're going to do this for you and that for you. Except they have nothing. Where that where do they get all this free money from? Well, they, they it has to come from the the taxpayers, or they just create it out of thin air, and you end up paying it paying for it through inflation. But they produce nothing. They have nothing. All they do is take from productive people. And they dole a little bit of it out to the things that they say they're going to dole it out to. But most of it just goes right back into their pockets and the people that help them get elected and the people that. Uh, well, it's like, know, did, did you see the talking about you know, that the government should do all these things and take care of all these people when they don't have any money for it? Did you see the thing where it's like a streamer, Mr. Beast, paid to have like a thousand people get this like corrective surgery to for them to basically not be blind and all of the like all of the socialist commentators got like all up in arms they're like what is the why does one person have to do this why can't the government do this we need universal health care and to take care of people who need this type of a surgery like um y'all do realize that like canada has the thing that you keep talking about and they're not giving these people those surgeries either in fact they're suggesting that they should suicide themselves so they don't have because they can't afford to get these surgeries yeah this is this is your universal health care in action oh not only can you not afford to get your eyes fixed we'll send somebody to help you commit suicide so that you don't have to deal with being blind anymore that's the solution well, ideally, they would just abort you before you're even born to save you this the struggle of poverty and and pain. What's the? There's one country, one of the Scandinavian countries. I can't remember which one it is that like they tout an incredibly low rate of autism, or maybe it's low rate of Down syndrome. They also like abort all of the babies. <laughs> like, awesome. they te- like they do, like they do, like you know, in, in vitro testing for that and if they find out that the kid has i'm pretty sure it's down syndrome they think they yeah. just abort them like they don't even fuck around with that it's like holy shit i mean right golly yeah and it's man i don't know man every time i see somebody with down syndrome they look like the happiest fucking people on the face of the earth i don't know like they're smiling makes me smile <laughs> it's like whatever man i i think all of them uh, that i know are incredibly smart too like like all of them that i know are incredibly smart and like much more well adjusted than most psycho leftists that i, that I know like and can I, have a conversation you, with if you i had a stuff. choice like, if i had a choice between two kids one like normal kid with with down syndrome or one of these like psychopathic like uh social justice warrior leftists I'd take the Down syndrome kid any day of the week and twice on Sunday. I, I mean, these people, they seem so unreasonable and just like, I, I don't know, man. I don't think I have the um, capacity to get to them. I, I think they're too far gone. Every time I like, I read through some of their threads just to kind of get like their mentality. I, I just don't know how we're going to bridge that gap. So I've actually had, some success with my own stuff and reaching people who I had 
always considered to be very on the left but they're not like the raging psychopath leftists like they're right. not the super woke progs they are they're people who have always leaned to the left and have over the last two or three years started to look at things and say some of this isn't really yeah they're, they're slowly kind of yeah they're waking up to a couple things and they they have a, somewhat of an open mind they're just like thinking about things they're using some logic and they're like yeah this doesn't really make this doesn't jive with reality this i'm seeing one thing i'm hearing something else yeah this seems kind of stupid that I, I put this mask on when i walk through the door and then i take it off I, I, like if that didn't do it for you i don't know what what i could possibly say that that's going to change your mind i mean trying to undo 20 plus years of intense government propaganda is quite it's quite the undertaking yeah that's i mean there's going to be like a certain percentage that is just unreachable and that's on both sides and and yeah. then like you have i, to I do still think there. yeah i still think it's worth engaging because other like the people that we were talking about that can be reached will see that and they'll be like, yeah, this guy's making some good points. Like, maybe I should look into this a little bit. So there is value in engaging with these people. But it's like, and maybe if you had them like one-on-one -on -one and you could have like a civil conversation with them, which would be almost like playing a handball against the curtain. It, was, it ended up going really well. Yeah. Like, I, you know, part of it is that you're on like Twitter or something with like and on the interwebs and there's just like a million of these idiots running around it's just like way too hard to have a a meaningful conversation with people but it's like when you i think you the trick is to like lead lead with something that's like factual and and catches people's attention like the people who are kind of on the fringes or towards the middle that are like looking at that and and might say oh this guy might actually know what he's talking about like hit them with something that's factual and then whenever they come back and act like a raging psychopath then you can go like full-on troll and just lay in on them and have fun with it but you know at least give them something on the initial response to uh to to try to rope some folks in yeah that's the ap approach i try to take my wife only sees the the parts where i go like full troll and then she tells me <laughs> i'm going to help well, it, it's just, it's really interesting too, because I've been doing a lot of this lately is just going into like when they get into these echo chambers, I was telling you about this tweet that I saw. So I just pulled it up. It's, I don't know who this lady is. She's got a big following now. And she says she's a Democrat. So um, her question was, can anyone please explain to me, like I'm five years old, why so many people are against wearing masks? And then I scrolled through the comments and like at least 80% of them are just are people that are still wearing masks to this day. And they are just, um, well, I'll just read some of the comments. So it's like, because of the misguided notion that freedom resides in and is bounded by the individual when in fact it necessarily distributed, it is necessarily distributed across communities. Um. I really liked one of the responses the, that like she that said, explain it to him like she's five. That is the definition of the left can't meme. That yeah. is the definition of the left can't meme right there in a, in a reply. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And then somebody was like, you know, he said, she said, explain it to her like she's five years old. Not like you're an 18 month old that only speaks in babble. <laughs> it's like, but like oh, people don't like to change for their habits or they don't like being told what to do. They have nothing better to do than complain. 
Oh shit, my internet's gonna cut out. Oh come on. Never mind that the uh highly touted N95 mask have a 0.5 micron uh resistance and a COVID particle is a 0.35. So that's there's the COVID particles going straight through your N95 hundred percent of the time. But yeah, no, no, it's well, no, no, it's like and then just ignorance, misinformation, politics, attention seeking, racism, selfishness. I'm sure racism is in there somewhere inconvenient well it's just so funny that's like <laughs> all of these things applied exactly to the mask wearers as well like if you're just taking a step back and you're looking at this so ignorance misinformation politics attention seeking selfishness <laughs> and then the the next uh four or five that he lists are fatigue inconvenience health contradictions i think he's trying to say he spelled it wrong following their friends and community uh, so the last five don't really make any sense i mean i guess pe some people did get tired of wearing them but the, the people that are really like die hard about wearing masks are, are still doing it they, they don't care how tired they're getting of doing it they get like a suit a certain you sense knew of it was you knew it was a, you knew it was a fashion statement fairly early on whenever you started seeing celebrities coming out with their like outfits and then they had their matching masks like their beautiful cloth masks that match their outfits uh what was it um <laughs> well you gotta one of them had like you know. <laughs> you know one of them had a mask that was it man it wouldn't even pass for one of those fake masks like i, I got um I, I got a few of the fake masks for for work uh it wouldn't even pass for one of those like it it was just straight up like mesh like there was yeah there, yeah it was you like, could bead, see like decorative the... beads you could see through it yeah, yeah. i remember those you yeah. can just look at it and see through it it's like um that's this is this is seriously just a fashion statement it's not it's not even a, a mask honestly but you know they're, they're gonna act like they're doing something like it became a a thing for attention really fast yeah. and that's what it was i mean you well, could virtue signal and show that you cared about other people and you didn't want to kill grandma because you were wearing your mask and you were a good person. And look, you even never mind that the CDC literally said cloth masks don't work. I've got my beautiful cloth mask that matches my dress and my shoes and I'm highly fashionable. And it was. Yeah. Well, see, here's here's the thing. They'll say it's because so out of one side of their mouth, they will say. Well, you should wear a mask. It's not about protecting yourself. It's be, it's about protecting others, right? This is we live in a civilized society, social contract, and you don't want like you don't have the right to make anybody else sick. So put this mask on, right? It's not that big of a deal. Like you being inconvenienced isn't as important as keeping other people safe. And then that same person out of the other side of his mouth will say, I've been wearing my mask every day. And every time I go outside, I wear my mask and I do my mask this, I do my mask this, and I haven't been sick in two years. So which is it? Is it to wear it to protect other people? Or are you wearing it so that you don't get sick? It, it, it can't. Is it both? If it's both, then say both. But they won't say both. They'll make two different arguments. Another guy will say it's because Fauci said it and Trump hates everything Fauci says. And so people will risk their lives and their health in order to, uh, you know, be on Trump's side or something. And it's like Trump appointed Fauci and kept him there for years. Uh, I, I just is this I a good time to pull up one of the clips? We've got a. Yeah, sure. We can pull Which up one? Scott Adams. Yeah, do that. Scott Adams, the uh, the author of Dilbert. Get him in here right quick. 
Dude, I don't think anybody can hear this but you. I can't what? hear a word. I can't hear anything he's saying. That's weird. It's all coming through on my end. Anyway, he's saying you have that headphones the on? anti-vaxxers. Huh? You have headphones on? Yeah, that hasn't been a problem before. I mean, I can try to pop them out and see if that works. You should take Vic. There you go. Oh, look who sucks at technology now. Having uh, having said as clearly as possible that the anti-vax people seem to be the winners. I want you to hear that clearly. The anti-vax people appear to be the winners. The anti-vaxxers clearly are the winners at this point, and I think it'll probably stay that way. And and I don't want to put any shade on that whatsoever. They came out the best. They they have the winning position. The unvaccinated have a current advantage because they they feel better. the The thing they're not worrying about is what I have to worry about, which is I wonder if that vaccination five years from now. Because really, the anti-vaxxers, I think, were really just distrustful of big companies and big government. That's never wrong. It's never wrong to distrust government. It's never wrong to distrust big companies. So if you just took the position, let's just distrust everything the government did, well, you won. You won. (laughs) You won completely. I did not end up in the right place. Agree? You would all agree with that, right? I did not end up in the right place. The right place would be natural immunity, no no vaccination. You should take victory, and I should take defeat. We can agree on that, right? That that my position is now the weakest, and, and your position has gone from the weakest to the strongest, and that we can just say that's true. The people who didn't get vaxxed are absolutely in the winning position. Do you win? Does he just keep saying that over and over again? Pretty much, yeah. I'll give him, I guess, credit for conceding. (laughs) I mean, to me, it's not about, like, winning um, as as far as, like, people taking the vaccine. But I I do think, you know, there's – there was a lot of value we were trying to provide to people and we were being ridiculed and um, censored throughout the whole thing. Uh, yeah. Like, I, I mean, I know a lot of people that, that got the vaccine that are like really regretting it. Um, and actually a, a friend of mine just died a couple days ago. Suddenly. I, I don't know. Um, she cardiac arrest. <laughs> That's all I know. I don't know what her vaccination status is, but there seems to be a lot of that going around these days. And she's, you know, she's younger than me. Uh, Over the weekend, the uh, the second guy that I played football with in high school passed away unexpectedly. And I'm pretty sure he was working at the same place where the first guy had been working prior to his very abrupt passing about a, a year or so ago, a uh, year and a half ago. and he had they they had required it for work and i know the first guy had gone and gotten it because he was just trying to do the right thing to keep his job and go to work and two weeks later he had a massive cardiac event and died Um, another guy over the weekend 
massive cardiac event and died. And both of them were like worked out regularly, went to the gym all the time, like big dudes that like they were they were not fat or out of shape by any means. Like they they took care of themselves. Yeah. And just yeah, crazy. Right. And I mean, I guess it's it's anecdotal, but I mean it's starting to hit a lot closer to home. You know, it's like um, my, another friend of mine who also knew the, the, the friend that, that just passed away, he got the vaccine because his job was forcing him to, and he is so fucking, first of all, he thinks he got myocarditis from it. Cause he had like an event, he had like an episode after within like the two weeks of getting it where like, you know, your heart's racing and, and you know, having trouble breathing, whatever. Uh, he seems to be okay now, but he know like he's convinced that he, he, you know, he's put himself in jeopardy because of a job that he no longer even has. And, you know, it wasn't something that he wanted to do. Like if all else being equal and he was given the choice, he wouldn't have done it, but he felt pressure to do it. And I mean, part of me is really sympathetic to those people. And part of me is like, dude, if you guys would have just fucking banded together with us, the people who were standing on fucking principle, um, we could have, we might have been able to make a, a much bigger difference in, in a lot of people's lives. Um, but you know, I, I'm still, you there know, there is a God. There is a much bigger part of me that does not feel sorry for those people at all, because every, like me and all of the guys on my block. We had conversations almost nightly about like, has there been any news about what the company is going to do? This is what we're going to do if the company decides to push forward with this thing. Like we, we and we had all talked about it. Like, how long do you think they're going to let us keep working here before they finally walk us out? Because we're not getting it. We're not getting it. Like, we're not going to do it. If they ask us if we're going to do it, we're going to tell them straight up we're not going to do it. So, but I'm not going to like stop coming to work. We're going to keep showing up until they physically walk us out and tell us we don't work here anymore. Like, so like that was kind of the thing that was going around with my crew was like, how long are we going to be able to get away with continuing to work before they finally walk us out if they decide to do this? And luckily it got struck down and it never came to that. And we all got to keep our jobs and we didn't have to worry about it. But like that was, those were serious conversations that we were having on a daily basis of like, not, not are we going to how long before we cave and go get it, but how long before they walk us out? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you did have a lot of lead time. I mean, like you should have known that the, this kind of decision was coming and you could have made adjustments to your lifestyle before you were faced with, with that kind of decision. Uh I, you know, I, I still, you know, I'd still like to leave the decision up to individuals. I'm not going to say like, oh, you know, like, don't get back, I, you know, whatever. If that's the decision you want to make, I just want you to make it. I don't want you to be pressured into into doing it. it you know what I mean? Like, they'll talk a lot of these uh, tweets in this thing was like, this is not about um, my body, my choice. This is about protecting other people. Well, we now know that the vaccine doesn't even do that. Uh, we knew it at the time because we also had done um, pretty good research on it, I think. 
And it just, even like what that guy was saying, where he's just like, well, they just have like a natural distrust of government. And it's, yeah, that's part of it too. That's what made me look into it more instead of just taking them at their fucking word. Like, I'm not just going to believe Pfizer. Sorry. I'm not just going to believe this company that they have the greatest thing since sliced bread and just don't think about it. Don't question it. Put it into your fucking body. No, no, I'm not going to do that. So it is it is about my body, my choice, first of all. And then uh, what I find so funny about this, the mask thing and the vaccine thing is that they say that, oh, it's like, you know, these right wingers who say that it's it's my body, my choice, unless you're talking about abortion. And then it's not about the woman's body. It's like, dude, they're flipping the they're flipping the argument around like they're saying that it's not your body, your choice when it comes to wearing a mask or taking the vaccine. And they're admitting that it's not your choice because it's about saving other people. But, but then they'll turn around and say, my body, my choice when it comes to abortion. It's like, dude, this whole fucking thread is like one contradiction after another. And it's really interesting to get into their heads. And even though they don't have a, a scientific leg to stand on, a factual leg to stand on, an anecdotal. I guess they have anecdotal evidence because some of these people claim that they haven't been sick in two years and they've been wearing their mask everywhere. If they've ever actually left their house, I don't know. Uh, but they'll still think that people that don't do this are just like selfish imbeciles who have no idea what science is. And they're just doing this because like they like Donald Trump or they hate Fauci or they don't want to be told what to do. Those might have been um, sort of like initiating, like they those might have gotten the ball rolling. But once people like be like, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to trust this guy at his word, which you probably should never trust anybody at their word. Like, I'm not just going to take Pfizer's word for it or some politician's word for it. So be skeptical and then look into it and look into alternative um, coverage of it. Don't just look to one source uh, for whatever we're talking about and then make a decision uh, based on based on that, I guess, that you think is best for you. Seems like a pretty reasonable position. Well, and for all of the, for all of the, I've worn my mask everywhere I've gone and I haven't been sick for two years. I also know just as many who haven't worn a mask in two years, aren't vaccinated and also haven't gotten sick. So, you know, you can't, you can't use your personal experiences as evidence. Uh, know. You know, like the couple of times that I've been sick, you know, when I, when I had COVID, I mowed the yard and went for a run every day and fucked off in the garden and like if if my wife hadn't if my wife would have kept her hands to herself nobody ever would have known that i was sick and i never would have gone and gotten tested and then i'd have just moved on with life as usual but she like she put her hand on my chest laying in bed one night and she goes oh you're really hot oh you got covid didn't you because she had had covid like two days before like nah i'm fine no you need to go get tested if you've got it you can't go back to work and they pay you to be off so you need to do well, I mean, I didn't mind, you know, being off a few days and getting paid for it, but like, I, I wasn't going to, I was just going to move on with life because I didn't feel bad. I just had a little bit of fever. Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing, like these people that are religiously wearing these masks uh, inside, outside, in their car, by themselves, like doing ev all going through all of these, what I would say are ridiculous rituals. What are you so afraid of? I mean, like... <laughs> How many people have gotten COVID now that have been completely fine? 
I get maybe if you have a, a bunch of comorbidities and things that you're like really afraid of COVID initially, but even not like we're on like the sixth or seventh fucking mutation of this, maybe more if uh, Pfizer gets their way, but uh, it it's like literally like they're like, oh, I haven't even gotten the flu in two years. And it's like, were you if you were that afraid of the flu, why did you just start wearing your mask in 2020? Why haven't you been doing that all along? Because, I mean, that's what Japan does. Like, they they feel sick. They put their mask on to preserve other people. And it's like, yeah, I guess, like, maybe if you were actually sick, then, yeah, if you tested positive for COVID and you had to leave your house, go ahead and put a mask on. Go for it. I don't know. Um, but if you're fine, like you are almost all the time, except for the the week, maybe one week out of the year when you have COVID, why would you wear a mask? It's just like, oh my God, dude. I don't know the, the insanity of this whole thing, but I find it very interesting to try to get into their mindset. And I guess because it's a, it's such a politicized issue, you really get to see the ridiculousness of it. And it's you do have that on on the right as well, uh, but man, the the level of insanity that the left will go through is just it's mind boggling to me, just absolutely mind boggling. I mean, who yeah. came up with all of these these things that we're supposed to do that <laughs> they're they're still clinging to them? This guy's like, well, I'm I'm, I'm going to wear my the mask for the rest of my life. Most of it, they've, they've come out and openly admitted that there was no actual scientific backing to like the the uh, six foot to slow the spread. There was no scientific backing for that. That was just a catchphrase yeah. that that they identified as something that six like, feet seemed reasonable. I mean, be- it's only one and a half meters yeah. here in Mexico, which is not six feet, by the way. <laughs> so, yeah. I guess maybe because uh, Mexicans are shorter, <laughs> we can stand closer together. That's I don't know, is. man. Yeah, it's all just so like if you were to press them on any of this, they would have to fall back into some emotional thing or um, some argument where they accuse you of not being a good person, a selfish person, because they're better. They care about other people. That's what they jump to when you tell them that the masks don't work or that the vaccine doesn't work. It's like, well, I'm doing it for other people's sake, not for just mine. It's like, well, you just said that you were doing it for like two seconds ago. It was all about how you didn't get sick and how, you know, you didn't want to take up a hospital bed or (laughs) it's like, whatever, man. Anyway. You want to kill grandma. That was always the, that was always the, uh, you want to kill grandma. It's like, well, actually I had a conversation with my grandma and she's not wearing Yeah, did anybody ask grandma for her opinion? Because I guarantee you, She's sitting there, she's in her 70s or 80s or 90s, and she's like, every day, she's like, you know, this could be the last day, I gotta die of something. I'd much rather be around my family and friends than sitting alone in a room watching TV. So my son is sitting in the next room in there. He he had a little bit of a head cold. We had gone home for Christmas on in December of 2020. And he as soon as we got there, he started getting snotty and not feeling good. So I called my grandmother, who's literally 90 years old, and I was like, we're going to keep him down here at mom and dad's house. We're not going to bring him up to your house for Christmas because we don't want him to, you know, we don't want him to be around you and possibly get you sick. We don't think it's COVID or anything like that. It just seems to be a cold. But to to be on the safe side, we're going to keep him down here at mom and dad's house uh, for 
for the holidays. She's like, well, if that's the case, then I'm coming down there. It's like, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> when you get here, good. like when she, so when she came, we're like, we're going to keep him in the mask and stuff. Like just, just to be on the safe side. She's like, take that shit off. We're not doing that. Like, okay. Like what? Like grandma said, fuck this stuff. Like, yeah and then i'm sure two weeks later she was on her deathbed just if only i had gotten the vaccine and had my grandson wear his mask <laughs> so her dying words i'm sure she's gonna live out she's gonna outlive all of us she got the uh she got the first round of the vaccine and it she didn't feel real good afterwards and she's like i'm not going back for the second like i'm not doing i'm not doing a second shot i'm not doing any boosters she's like i got a shot that's what a vaccine is supposed to be. I'm done with this. I'm not, I'm not doing anything else. And that was it. I was, she was finished. She, yeah. she said she did what she was supposed to do and she's not doing anything else. She yeah. got the one. Well, I mean, just even there's also a part of me that just like, I don't like being fucking taken advantage of. And this is a goddamn racket. It's a racket. Maybe they could actually make a vaccine that would you take one shot and you'll never get COVID-19 ever again in your entire life. But that's not what they did. That's not what they did. They came up with something that you have to take at least every six months for the rest of your life in perpetuity. And then it doesn't work and you get COVID and then you got to take their COVID medicines while you get sick. It's like, and now, you know, now they're lamenting the fact the Elizabeth Warrens and the Bernie Sanders of the world are like, oh, Moderna and then Pfizer, they're going to raise the prices of these vaccines that were built off taxpayer dollars. Who could have seen that coming? It's I mean, they set the fucking stage for it. And yeah, it's a racket. It's a goddamn racket. It's like why they make you go through four years of college, but you actually only study your degree for two of them. It's a fucking racket, and I'm not going to get involved in it. If it was actually something that was beneficial, it wouldn't be a racket, and they wouldn't be taking advantage of people like this. That's me, though. I, well, you know, then, go ahead, take the vaccine as many times as you want. And that's all, a cons- or assuming that Pfizer is not going to turn around and start like mutating the the virus themselves, so that they can make new vaccines. Exactly. <laughs> and, and then right. the Again. guy who. The guy who reveals that gets all pissed off and starts uh, breaking tablets and or iPads. And, there we go. Yeah, and let's. If you haven't listened to our last episode, you should probably go back and do that because we talked about the Project Veritas, um, un, un uh, undercover video. They're on. They're on a grinder date. Is that right or is that just a joke? <laughs> I don't know if it's a joke or not, but I mean, it obviously the guy is gay and he was on a date. He was on a date with another guy, but the other guy was. Yeah, whether or not they met through Grinder, we we're not sure. But for the sake of uh, hilarity, we'll 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 go with that. So makes yeah, it, we played funny. We, yeah, we played the the video on the last episode, so you feel free to pause that and go back and and listen if you haven't already seen that. But basically, this guy gets bamboozled into revealing a lot of Pfizer's secrets to the project to James O'Keefe from Project Veritas. And then he finds out that he's been bamboozled and he was just uh I don't know, telling all these secrets to impress his date. <laughs> Try to get like do you even have to do that if you're on a gay date? Like can't you guys just be like, let's go back and fuck or something? You actually gotta <laughs> you gotta woo. You gotta woo your gay date. 
I thought that was like the whole point of being, well, not the whole point, but like one of the greatest benefits of being gay. You don't have to whine and dine each other and impress them. <laughs> Never Am I wrong? On a gay date, so I'm going to take, take your word for it. <laughs> Oh god. Yeah, maybe you do we'll have to oh this guy. Like, yeah, you gotta wind it up. But he also like look how differently they're dressed. <laughs> like one guy's in a suit and tie, and the other guy's just wearing like a t-shirt and jeans. So maybe he did feel yeah. the need to really try to impress this guy because he was underdressed. Oh no, this is this is the video where James O'Keefe like uh, approaches him directly and asks him about the things that he was telling his date. Oh, okay. All right, yeah, yeah. All right, let's go ahead this and roll. This is where it gets really, really interesting. Views. Why does Pfizer want to hide from the public the fact that they're mutating the COVID viruses? This little life, I'm literally a liar. When, I was trying to impress a person on a date. Which I'm lying. lying. This is a better. Well, this is oh, damn buffering. <laughs> That's a pretty good excuse, though. I was I was on a date. I was just trying to impress him by lying. <laughs> Oh man! Seems like he was giving some very specific information that he was supposedly lying about. Like he, he seemed to be. Me and my sketchy rural internet. Yeah, yeah. Between the two of us, we have half an internet connection. Oh, he looks mad now. We really did. Please read the part. Very yeah so they, they we're, come we're to new york city this is remarkable what you just witnessed here this man locked us in the restaurant they had to deliver pizzas and then he dope i mean that's Pretty sure you can't just like hold somebody against their will like that, especially not in New York. Maybe I'm wrong. I wouldn't think so. I mean, not maybe if they stole something, (laughs) you're waiting for the cops to get there. He just stole that guy's dignity. (laughs) Well, I mean, even like as a a place of business, I don't think you can detain somebody for the iPad. And a remarkable thing. We've never seen this before. Uh, Where's our car? I always love it when people jump in front of cars to try to stop them. <laughs> and then uh, I think you might have even been commenting on that one that was on Twitter with the the vegans trying to stop the, the animal truck. And then the truck just keeps driving and they like flip out and and surprise. Oh, my God. I can't believe he just kept driving. It's like, yeah, he's in a truck. Trucks move. Like, what did you think was going to happen? I'm always amazed when people they do something that deserves a, a certain reaction. They get that reaction and they act all surprised. Like when women start hitting men. Like in like they'll just start like wailing on this guy, and the guy's like trying not to fight back for like the first like five or six like pushes and slaps and stuff, and then he finally just like loses it and picks up that chick and body slams her, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, I god, what? What did you think was gonna happen?" I was watching almost that exact video before we started. It was like this 
this chick is just like keeps smacking this dude upside his head and he keeps like he keeps trying to keep her at at arm's distance and he keeps backing away and telling her to stop i don't want to fight you please stop and then she just keeps charging at him finally he just steps into it picks her up flips her over and slams her on the ground and then takes two big steps back like i told you to fucking stop bitch yeah and i'm sure she got up and she was all surprised like what the fuck did you think was gonna happen like if i had just described that situation without um getting into the genders of the people and i just said there were two people one person is pushing and smacking the other uncontrollably the person being smacked kept asking them to stop finally after a minute of that the person being smacked fought back would you be surprised at that not at all you, you throw a woman and a man in there and then all of a sudden oh my god i can't believe that happened or oh my god i can't believe this car on the highway wouldn't stop for me i don't know uh, <laughs> i'm not surprised in fact i'm surprised when it doesn't happen <laughs> it's like that should have happened sooner anyway the uh that was a pretty funny i can't believe it got into like a physical altercation so that guy called the cops they held him in the restaurant and all he did was, well, I guess, was that in, that was in New York, right? So New York, yeah. you're allowed to record people without their um, consent. I have no idea. I mean, people do it all the time. Yeah, I always thought that was like a weird thing. You know, it's like, if you're out in public and like, <laughs> I can't record you. Yeah, I'm know. not sure how that works exactly. I'm all about consent and like, yeah, people should probably be aware of what's going on. But at the same time, like, if you're just out in public there's probably a pretty good chance somebody's recording you somewhere or or, your or phone you, definitely you, is you to, everybody's phone is listening to them. your phone is 100 percent of the time recording you or like you're on security camera wherever in whatever like place you're in you so you're always being recorded like by by willingly going outside without having uh your phone wrapped in aluminum foil you're more or less consenting to being recorded yeah or you're and you're telling this to somebody <laughs> like, I guess, you know, they could go, they could turn around and tell a million other people and I, it would be hearsay, but it's still going to be out there. And then people can look into it further. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, what did you think was going to happen? You telling this guy that Pfizer's mutate, like purposefully mutating COVID-19 further so that they can create more vaccines and sell those to the public. You thought he was just going to be like, oh, interesting. You want to go back to my place? Never discuss this again. <laughs> like, I don't think that's how it works. I mean, that's a big like, dude, you're, secret. You're, you're working for like the supervillain corporation. What's going on here? Like, yeah, that, yeah I think that's you, a big selling point for, you know, continuing this uh, relationship. Right. Well, and it's just like you would think that if you were doing that, you wouldn't brag about it. Like a lot of the things that people are bragging about now, you would think they would have a little bit of reservation about just bringing up casually on a first date <laughs> for, for starters. But like they'll openly brag about all kinds of ridiculous things that they're doing. And because they think what they're doing is not only justified, but like for the good of humanity and like they should be praised for it. They're expecting to be praised. And then when they get the opposite reaction that's what happens you, you you get rage so i and one of the things that's come out with like some of the criticism of project veritas stuff is it is that it either seems staged or that like they always kind of have the same 
the same shtick that that they go go through or or it's somebody that um like they don't talk to Jack Dorsey, they talk to somebody that works for Twitter. It's like, yeah, because the literal CEO is not talking to any fucking body, even his right. wife. Um, but like like any they talk about like that kind of stuff. I'm like, yeah, but have you ever noticed how Project Veritas comes out with this stuff and the companies that they bring this stuff out against, they don't try to refute it. They don't sue them for defamation or anything. Basically, every time they come out with these you know, like uh, tell all kind of reports and gotcha, gotcha reporting stuff. The company that they were reporting on says, "Yeah, what are you gonna do about it?" Like that's more or less the response every yeah. time. Or it, they find, yeah, they find some other little technicality to be outraged about. Like, oh, well, you shouldn't have been recording him in public. <laughs> it's like without his consent. It's like, well, I did, and this is what came out of it. So sue me. Or, yeah, like with the Hunter Biden laptop, like they never even denied that it was Hunter Biden's. It was just it was Russian disinformation. So don't pay any attention to it. But they never denied that it was it was like it was just accepted. All of it was accepted. But we weren't supposed to believe anything that we heard after that. I mean, it's it really is something, man. It really is something. What was the oh? So the other video that we had was the the Nancy Pelosi or the Paul Pelosi one. This is a bizarre one. This one is super bizarre. Like I, I don't even have, I don't even have good words for it. So so weird. Uh, let's see. Hopefully, it's short enough that your internet can play it seamlessly. You know, I played it through once to watch it so it should already be loaded and just like wind up and go but we'll see we are uh in rural indiana in a ice storm so you never know yeah, definitely don't want all of you i definitely don't want all of you Hello. is that painter's tape on the windows are they having the front door painted or something <laughs> that does look like painter's tape yeah like it said, 2620, right? Oh, there we go. A little bit of buffering. <laughs> I do think it's funny that the, the cops are both like, you sure this is the right place? Like, yeah, 2620 doesn't look like anything crazy is going on. Yeah, this would be uh, such a bizarre call to get. What's going on, man? Hi. Drop the hammer. Uh, no. Hey, 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 hey. What is going on right now? Drop the hammer and he goes, nope. It is so weird. Like, what the hell is going on right here? I mean, we have a we have some more. Um, so he cracks Paul Pelosi over the head with that hammer. Like that was a big shot, like a full wind up. Pelosi goes down. The cops jump on him, but. What the hell is going on there? Because if if what like the the left wing media would tell you and we have the uh, the Chris Hayes um, audio that we can play, maybe don't make it full screen. So it's not buffering as much. But they're saying that this is like some right wing extremist that broke into the house to kill Paul Pelosi or something, basically. Right. Something like they're mad at Nancy right. Pelosi. Right. And so he's going to go take it out on Paul with a hammer, essentially. He and Paul are both standing there like smiling and half-ass giggling. Like right. So if I'm Paul Pelosi and this psychopath intruder is in here with a hammer and a cop answers the door, 
I don't keep my hand on the hammer and stand next to the, I would like run and be like, thank you. Please help me. This guy's going to beat me with a hammer, but they're just kind of standing there like deer in headlights. And the cops don't know what to do either because what the fuck am I looking at right now? This guy's in his underwear, holding a hammer, holding the end of a hammer that this other guy's holding. It's just so fucking weird, man. (laughs) And they, they come to the door together. Like if, if you're the guy who's in Nancy Pelosi's house trying to murder her husband with a hammer, you're not going, you're not like walking to the door with him to, to let <laughs> and the then cops stand, in. Right? Yeah. You know what it looked like? It almost looked like the cops walked in on them doing some weird hammer shit. And he hit Paul Pelosi over the head as like a cover for what they were actually doing. He's like, okay, I'm here to beat Paul Pelosi over the head. He just like does it as a way to kind of get away with whatever the hell they were doing before those cops showed up. I don't know exactly. I know for a fact that whatever the hell Chris Hayes is going to accuse us of lying lying of here in a second, it's not what happened. It's definitely not what what the media told you happened at first. (laughs) There's certainly more to this. I'm not exactly sure what is going on here. This was not like a guy being held hostage by a a right-wing extremist at Hammer Point. Later on that same interview, the suspect also appears to reference the right-wing conspiratorial blog that he wrote, claims that he was being censored by big tech for his beliefs. Man, you're killing me here. I wonder if I can play it. Um, Another completely banal talking point on the far right. So again, this was really remarkable. I mean, the Speaker of the House's husband is almost murdered in his home by a guy who says that he's looking for the Speaker of the House just a week or so before the election, right, on a quest to commit essentially political murder or political kidnapping. And much of the conservative world, the conservative media, right-wing establishment, politicians are just like, I don't know, just asking questions. Maybe that's a pretty funny joke. Everything that Fox and Republican politicians have been pushing about this case is both false and dangerously false. It is, as is so much over there, a twisted inverse of reality, easily disproven by the evidence we have. What evidence? Even the evidence that we had when it first happened was sketchy and unclear. And like, what's the evidence? I I don't know. But again, it's just like you can take everything that he just said and apply it to MSNBC probably more than any other news organization. Like in the fit, like they will just tell the opposite of the evidence. It's like, oh, really? Tell me again about these vaccines and how they're safe and effective. (laughs) It's just like, I, I don't know, man. I don't know how you, oh, and these are dangerous lies dangerous lies like i did see somebody had asked the question is that guy still in the u.s or did he get deported to canada and i i don't i haven't i haven't followed up the hammer guy yeah i have no idea but i know that even if the you know fox news and the right-wing media is lying about this event it's not a dangerous lie it's probably the least dangerous lie ever at least that one of these news organizations has told everything they've covered from the the start of COVID was more dangerous. Weapons of mass destruction was a lot more dangerous. The Ukraine war shit is a lot more dangerous. Just off the top of my head. I don't know. Um, All these. So we, I guess, I don't know if we've been going kind of long. I don't know if we have time to do the, 
the Memphis police beating, but everything like anytime there's some sort of um, racially, possibly racial, racially charged event, everything, these news organizations, they all lie about stuff and that and like send people into the streets to riot and destroy cities. Those are dangerous lies. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know who watches Chris Hayes. He's, he's well, and then speaking uh, of that one, the, the Memphis one, it was five black police officers who beat that guy to death. Um, yeah, so, but there, but still, I'm pretty sure I can't remember who it was. It might have actually been MSNBC that ran an article talking about how that's actually the reason that they did that was because of racism. Uh, yeah, if it wasn't were, them, it was, yeah, well, and somebody had somebody on saying that no, one of the cops there was white, and I was like, dude, I watched that video, I didn't see any white guys on it. Um, they all looked and sounded pretty black to me. Uh, so yeah, it's pretty interesting that they blamed it on whites. They'll find a way to blame it on white supremacy anyway, or like that talking about it is white supremacy. It's dangerous. Like no matter what you do, you just can't win. <laughs> it's like, but all the yeah, it's white never supremacy. Never mind that all five of the police officers was black. They actually had very anti-black racist motivations for beating this guy to death yeah okay. well and it was because they grew up you know because they were trained in this white supremacy system and blah blah blah, blah. yeah or how about cops are just fucking jerk offs how about that i, I mean dude they, they so maj Teray was tweeting that he didn't think that this was an isolated and he thought that this was like personal and they knew this guy I don't know if that last tweet that he put out that he this guy that um Tyree Nichols worked at FedEx and like banged one of the cops' ex-wife or something like that. I have no idea if there's any truth to that. Um, if it is, it might explain why they were so rough with him. But they do this all the time. They really do. You just don't see it a lot because it's not, you know, like the somebody would post like you know, they post this video and they're talking widespread. And then somebody in the comments will just post, did you see this one? Like this happened too. And it's like, it's not a black guy, but there's like cops on top of this guy, like seriously just raining down blows. Like it's a UFC fight or something. They beat the shit out of people all the time. So maybe they're just fucking assholes. And we have a group of thugs prowling around the streets, pulling you over for, you know, minor traffic infractions and trying to, at the very least, like fleece you for something else. And yeah, when you start to, when you disobey their orders and you don't, you disrespect their authority, they're going to fucking, they're going to lay into you because they can, because we've created this system where these government enforcers can basically do whatever the hell they want. You have to stop the the race thing. It doesn't matter to them. It really doesn't. Even if it was uh, a racist white cop beating a fucking black, like it doesn't matter. That's beside the point. The point is that we have this police force, <laughs> that uh, a monopoly on violence. That's the problem. You get rid of that, and then the the race thing it it it, it doesn't fucking happen. It just goes away. But when you don't have control over who's providing the service and it, it's going to happen no matter what, then you can't really talk about um, 
privatization or the problems with the system, then it has to be about race because it can't be about the fact that this is just a, a horrible idea and a failed system and, and an unworkable system. There, there's no mechanism in place for good policing. All the incentive structures are lined up to abuse you, uh, to fleece you for money. None of them are lined up to protect you. It's a, the, like all the incentives with government. I mean, it's, it's just there's no difference between the problems with government and the problems in the police force. One and the same. Anyway, I think we've been talking for quite some time. Point the wrap on too while we're at it. Yeah. I don't know if you got anything going on this week. I'm going to be doing some Substack stuff the next uh, couple of days. Keep an eye out for that. Just go on over to the Substack and subscribe so you get the next one. I'll be putting out uh, an article tomorrow and then some special podcast material for the subscribers that are uh the paid subscribers that is and the supporting listeners of the show i'm still trying to figure out how to get them grandfathered and i'm working on that so i should have that figured out by tomorrow hopefully we have an interview to put out as well i think we'll probably do that later in the week when do you want to do another episode you tell me i'm i am pretty well uh, yeah, I'm pretty well free whenever after. All right, uh, let's let's tomorrow. do Friday, and then we have the Friday night happy hour for the supporting listeners of the show, and those that support the sub. You can do both. You can support either or. Either way, if you are in the Substack group or the supporting listeners of this show, you get an invite to the Friday night happy hours, and we had a blast from the past. This previous one, Justin missed it. A lot of a lot of faces we hadn't seen in a few months. It was good. So hopefully we can get everybody on this time and coordinate. Anyway, I'll link to that stuff in the description. And if you guys can do all that for me, follow me on Twitter at Pedal Fiction. Follow Justin on Twitter, jcamp1521. No, there it is. I get that right? <laughs> I have a weird memory with numbers, man. It's it's bizarre. I think it's just that I work with numbers for so long. Funny story. I was so I was down at my my uncle's place is uh last week and they were trying to send out this wire and it wasn't going through and my uncle's friend like he had the wrong aba number for bank of america it's like coming up to the two o'clock cutoff and this wire needs to go through and i'm like which bank it is he's like bank of america and i was like oh i know that aba number <laughs> it's zero two six zero zero nine five nine three because I used to have, I had like an, a fucking account. Like that was my admin account. I used to use that thing all the time. I probably sent hundreds of thousands of wires out of it. And I just remembered this fucking random number. But if you ask me what I did yesterday, I have no idea. <laughs> just like, anyway, follow us on Twitter at those aforementioned Twitter handles. Join the sub stack, become a supporting listener to the show. And we'll be back later this week with a brand new episode for you. And until then, you know the drill. Just keep on pedaling that so-called fiction. Peace.